0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Coin Journal podcast. My name is Joe, your host. I'm joined once again, as always, by Dan. And today we have a special guest, uh, Lona Funtz-Schroeder. Lona is the CEO of Concordium, which is a layer one blockchain with built in decentralized identity. Lona, could you tell us a little bit about why decentralized identity is important to you?
1: Yeah, so we call it the self-sovereign identity. Um, It's important um, for everything we do uh, that we can create trust. And in particular on decentralized, um, say, assets, where you have no middleman, um, you need that to be substituted by something in order to create the trust. Because a lot of business in the world does never materialize because you simply don't know who you are transacting with and you can't create the necessary trust. So this is why it's super important. And that was the whole drive behind uh, Concordium to take the best of a decentralized uh, a lecture of possibilities, but adds the trust element to it.
0: So just talking about that very quickly, a lot of the sort of, one of the central precepts kind of, of cryptocurrency going back has been the fact that it can be trustless, that you can, you know, transact with somebody that you don't need to trust. How come you're kind of moving away from that, that concept and moving more towards a kind of more business friendly version of it? Is that to try and help adoption?
1: So um, we always had, um, let's say, working within uh, the set of regulations which any uh, country, any uh, part of business uh, needs to operate with. Uh, That is kind of the space we want to operate in. Uh, We want to uh, support a blockchain which can be used by uh, large corporations which can be used uh, for... for, um, FinTech applications, etc., and having the background from the banks which we have, um, we uh, always thought that regulation also would it move into the blockchain and crypto market, which it, it has with the MiFID uh, rules and the upcoming EU directive, just to mention what is going on in in, in Europe. So, but also for large corporations, uh, blockchain have a lot of uh, interesting. Features you can use um, moving, say, your company also into Metaverse and maybe combine Metaverse with the real world also in in the way you want to interact with your customers, et cetera. But a prerequisite for for any corporation to, um, to interact is that you need to know who you are interacting with. So... Um, this is why we, we decided to put the um, identity framework into uh, a blockchain.
0: Do you see any privacy issues with, the, with this use of identity online? Obviously, a big selling point, again, early on, was kind of the anonymity and the transparency of it all. Um, have you had criticism of that at all? Or is that something you, you're anticipating coming, going forward?
1: so the the privacy so um, on our and the way we are using our identity framework you can you can be private that means you don't need to disclose um, it, it, it so everybody can see who have been doing what uh, we are using zero knowledge proof there is never um, any of your private um, I- identities on um, on the blockchain There are never any of your private um, identities on the blockchain. That would be a hash number representing uh, your identity. So with zero knowledge proof, you can can do a lot where you can, we say stay uh, private, but not, you're never anonymous, but you are private. So it's privacy with responsibility.
0: And just to jump in here, like, the latest, especially with the, the whole Ukraine-Russia war, there was a lot of people saying that there could potentially be negatives to both cryptocurrency and decentralization in terms of evading sanctions or various things like that. Um, what would you say to that? Like, Do you think the benefits just far outweigh the the negatives?
1: Um, the benefits of what, sorry?
0: Of decentralization in general, just a very general yeah. point.
1: Oh, I think I, I really like... Um, decentralization I think there's so many interesting elements in it and I think the way really to give power back to us as individuals which you're doing with decentralization i love that concept but then um, we want to live in a world where where we um where we um, um, can make sure that um, we live within the rules of society if that is what you want and that is what we want and that is what corporations have to do and also want wants to do. So to combine these two elements, I don't think they are a contradiction in in terms. Um, and and I think that you are moving a lot of things where it's not necessary, not needed to have a middleman not needed and and a big risk if you have a single point of failure. that is the biggest benefits by having a, a decentralized um, um, ledgers, so I think to take that benefit, uh, but still be able to be accountable. Say I have done these transactions, and I have no problem disclosing to relevant uh, parties uh, what I have done at at what point in times. So, because the interesting thing with with blockchain, if you look at it with bank eyes or regulators' eyes, this is really the. Answer to a regulator's dream that you could make a smart contract, and then you could have that pre-decided or pre-validated for anything you would need in that transaction to be regulatory compliant with all the MiFID uh, rules of, of of a bank, etc. KYC, AML, um, anti-terror, um, whatever, you could wrap that into a smart contract, and then you can let people transact. And, and you don't need then to retest things and look at it from a compliance point of view because you know that smart contract will um, immediately when you have used that, you are compliant. So in, in, it, it's, it's so interesting to see that blockchain can be used kind of to do things just between people who don't even know each other or it can be used to do a smart contract with this so regulatory compliant, you, you you wouldn't even be able to create that system if you put people into controlling everything. So I, I think it's at both ends of the scale, you can really use, uh, use blockchain. So I think it's a big benefit. I think there's a lot of interesting elements in it. The space we are operating in, and, and that is to take the best of uh, the decentralized world, but then we, we have everybody who are using our blockchain, have an identity, and we are building our identity framework much larger now, which will be the next uh, um, release we will, we will make. So you can use your identity framework to validate a lot where you want to validate and you want to, to make sure that um, things are not, say, just validated by a Google account or something. So I, I think it's very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, that's, I, I like some of the points you made there. Uh, a lot of, say, companies in, in, in the space, similar to yourselves, get frustrated, though, at the kind of lack of clarity sometimes from regulators, like that everything's a little bit of a gray area. Do you get impatient with that, or do you think that it's just a matter of regulation catching up with a very new industry?
1: I think the latter. I think it's difficult for the regulator to catch up, Um Because things are happening, as you know, every day. There's a lot of creativity and the regulators also need to come to terms with what is it and what do we want to regulate? But if you look at it from the customer's point of view, so you might think that today you can just do what you like as long as things are decentralized, but that is actually not the fact. You just become, you're still accountable as a private person or The company who is transacting. So, what many people might not realize, if you use a dex, for example, uh, you are still accountable to make sure if if it is a lending pool, for example. So, how much can I do, and for what amount before I, as a private person, should have a money exchange approval, or should even have a bank approval? Um, So. It's not that just because the DEX is not regulated that you are not still working on the laws as a private person. So I think regulation will actually make even more clarity because then it would be quite obvious who is accountable for what and, and what are also the controlling elements. So today using a bank, a centralized bank, you don't need to, to, to be concerned about, say, All the MIFID implementation rules, the bank is taking care of that. But if you use a DEX, you must as a private person or if you do it in a company's name, you must make sure that you understand what can you do and what can't you do. The DEX is absolutely providing no guidelines for whatsoever. This is just a ledger you're using. So I I think it's a complicated space. Um, not only regulators, but also users are running kind of after it. It's opening for a a lot of new possibilities.
0: Lena, thank you so much. I think that's just about all you've got time for there. So we'll wrap up. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening and take care.
1: Thank you so much. Bye-bye.